Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. Thank you so much for supporting and growing Spits and Suds. And you know if it's a Friday that we're going to talk to our NHL insider from EP Ringside from his Substack called Shap Shots, which you have to subscribe to. It's wonderful information. And he also wrote a terrific book called We Win Here, which talks about the Texas Stars and the journey to the Dallas Stars. It's Sean Shapiro. How are you, my friend? I'm really good, man. It's uh, I'm actually in actually in New York right now. I'm in the uh, I'm here on I guess technically I'm in New Jersey, looking across the river at New York. I'm here this weekend for a couple things. The uh, movie we've talked about before. We're doing a showing tonight um, here in New Jersey, and then this weekend is the just a couple outdoor games that I'm covering for the folks over at EP Rinkside between the Flyers and Devils and uh, Rangers and Islanders in person. So, uh, but last night hung out here at the hotel, watched the uh, Dallas Nashville game while uh, uh, having a couple uh, cold ones. And it's nice. uh, so I'm excited. To, it's uh, so I'm happy to be on here talking with you right now. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know what? I love the back to back outdoor game. That is a terrific. Yeah. I know they've done that where a college team will play. And then NHL suits up. But, I mean, New York is just perfect for that, where you can get, you know, uh, teams going. And it's going to be it's going to be terrific. So I'm glad you get to cover that. And kudos on the movie premiere tonight. That's, that's awesome as well. And as is a dominant nine-goal performance by the Dallas Stars right out of the gate, uh, Sam Steele. And it's just felt like, you know, I talked about this last night on the post, Sean. Um, the stars were in the dirty area, specifically in the first period, but pretty much the whole night. Um, you know, the, 
besides the Sam Steele first period goal, the other three goals were basically tap-ins. And I, I kind of, you know, you feel for the goalie that's pulled, you know that that's one of the only momentum changers really teams can do during a game. But I'm like, yeah. okay, UC Soros wasn't that bad. No, I mean, UC Soros, it was like the 18-1 to 1 shots in the first period is yeah. ridiculous, right? Like it's it's... I mean, it's it's kind of one of those spots where, and I, I actually like the way Andrew. I think Andrew Burnett's actually a very good coach. I think he gets it. I think he's very smart. I think he handles things well. Um, I actually like the intermission change of the goalie on this one by by Nashville because, to me, doing that by allowing by pulling UC Saros and putting in Lincoln in to start the second period, it's not the public is embarrassment of the poll. And it's also the mercy poll at the same time, because UC Saros was left out to dry. His team completely quit on him and to start the game. And if you're Andrew Burnett, you're like, this guy has done everything and fought for our team all year. Like if this, if the predators go anywhere, it's because of UC Saros. And I think Brunette, Brunette actually handled it pretty well. The, the poll, if you pulled him after the fourth goal, in the first period, it feels like you're blaming Soros. But when you do it the way they did at the intermission, I think there's a bit of a uh, eh, some. It may be semantics, but I think it's. I think there is a bit of class to the way Andrew Burnett handled that with his goalies. If that makes sense here. Yeah. No. It 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 does. And you know, a lot of chatter about maybe Soros moving at the trade deadline due to his yeah interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, he's good decent contract. Um, and you get them for, you know, another year. But, boy, I mean, I know you have goalies in your system, um, but, man, I just just think you're giving up on a a really, really good, usually a Vesna candidate for, uh, uh, you know, a top-tier NHL goalie. Yeah. The – yeah, so, I mean, it's – and the the thing you have to remember, too, is it's not moving on from Soros in a way – it's not a way where you're talking about, hey, we're moving on from Saros because of something Saros has done. It's it's all related to how good everyone believes Yaroslav Askarov is going to be. And so for people who don't know, Yaroslav Askarov is the Predators' first-round pick in um, – let me get this exact right. Askarov was taken in the first round in 2000 uh, – in, in 2020, he's taken 11th overall by Nashville. He has been absolutely dominant at the AHL level um, this year with the credit with Milwaukee Admirals. He's got a 921 save percentage. He's got three shutouts down there. Um, he is NHL ready. He is um, very similar to. There was a time in the world where everyone talked about Jacob Markstrom. I remember. Um, um, there's a time where everyone talked about Jacob Markstrom being the best goalie in the world, not in the NHL. And that's kind of where Askarov is right now. And so that's kind of why UC Saros's name comes up sometimes here. It's like, oh, well, could they move on? Because they've got, you you move a prime asset in Saros because Askarov is ready. And I look at it from this spot where I think goalie health in volatility, I think it's too early, honestly, because like, I, like, like Lincoln is a fine backup, but like you see, 
we see all these teams talk about like, oh, you need another goalie, you need another goalie. But the stars we've talked about, like what happens, like they've they've lucked out that Scott Wedgwood has handled himself well, but we've talked about the stars need more goaltending security. Like from from me, from Nashville's perspective, if I'm in Barry Trotz's seat, it's now is not the time to move UC Soros. I think someone I think the time maybe next year or the year after, as you have a little bit more proof in the pudding of what Askarov is. But right now, um, it's a position that is too volatile, in my view, to bet the house on and move something else. Like, what if the Stars, hypothetically, right? What if the Stars, ages ago, had decided to not make certain goaltending decisions because, oh, well, Jack Campbell's going to be that guy. Right. Right? That's that's kind of the spot where Nashville's kind of in that spot now where um, – and like so, uh, another team I, I follow closely, the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings did the year after Askarov was drafted in 2020. The Red Wings took Sebastian Kosa in the first round in 2021, and Sebastian Kosa has been just okay in the AHL and everything like that. And the Red Wings though didn't use Kosa being there as a reason to stall other potential goaltending plans. They went and drafted this past this past spring. They went and drafted Trey Augustine. And Trey Augustine, if you watched World Junior and watched the United States win the gold medal at World Junior, Trey Augustine was the goalie. Trey's also the goalie for Michigan State. And Trey Augustine, I think, is going to be a stud. The Red Wings didn't pass up on drafting a potential stud because, like, oh, well, we got this, this other guy. So I don't think, like, I think at the goaltending position, you need to play, you need to hold on to chips a little bit longer because the failure rate can really sting you if it doesn't work. If with other positions, you can find coverage, you can do this, you can do that. With goaltending, I, I don't think you give up a sure thing in, in Saros right now. It To me, that would be really, really foolish right now. Well, it's an interesting, You're as you're talking about that, and you're talking about AHL dominance, what came to my mind was Maverick Bork, Logan Stankoven, and Matt Duchesne. Um, you know, it just, it sounded like, okay, can you replace a Duchesne if you need to with a Borker or Stankoven, you know, those guys come up and at some point you have to make room or is it Pavelski and and tough decisions need to be made and maybe you can fit them all on your roster. But as you were talking about the Nashville goalie situation, I was thinking of the Dallas stars forward situation and it's kind of similar. Yeah. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is. I mean, it's 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 a little bit different, too, where um, I think, and it's interesting to talk about Matt Duchesne on, it's interesting to talk about the Matt Duchesne ex, potential exit on the night he per, pulled off the perfect after that, he pulled off the perfect Nashville hat trick of absolutely go, going going back to his hometown, the team that bought him out, scoring some big goals and a big win. And then, I don't know if you've seen the clip, Gavin, but then grabbed the guitar and sang a set at Tootsie's. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Did oh, yeah. That? No, mom was so, in attendance. It was a, it was, so, it's a beauty. You know, I mean, it's, so, just, it's, a, it's a bonding. Coaches were there. It was a bonding yeah. situation. So it's, uh, it's funny to be talking about Duchesne in a quote-unquote exit, an exit through Duchesne at this point, but he is effectively expendable and at a position where I have more certainty that Maverick Bork 
and Logan Stankoven will be NHL pieces that work because they're forwards. They will have time to adjust. They will have time to make the jump and they will have time. And there are positions where you can live and die. You don't, you can, sorry, you, you can live with mistakes early on with goaltending and players like that. The, I mean, look what happened. Like, look, like think about what the stars had to do to get Jake Ottinger to where he is now. Like everyone, like, the stars had to sign people forget it, it kind of often gets lost in the long-term vision of all of this, that at one point the stars needed to sign Anton Hudobin and Braden have both Anton Hudobin and Braden Holtby. So, um, um, Anton Hudobin and Braden Holtby. So Ottinger could have the time to make these adjustments and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I've been rambling here again. No, I think I, 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 no, I didn't, no, no problem. Well, <laughs> yeah. we, we talk we talk about Duchesne. He did say on yeah. the telecast last yeah. night, Nashville will always be my home. I thought that was very classy. But you know, you could tell in the celebration that it meant a lot um, to score a big goal in that game. Um, so you know, obviously, then he went and scored another one. And he's just having a, just an unbelievable season, and I think all Stars fans would like to see him back. Who knows what the the cost will be? But there there were some interesting tidbits um, from that game. One, I mean, put the moms, lock the door, keep them on, you know, keep them yeah. around for Edmonton, <laughs> send them back on the road for for Boston and New York. You know, I mean, having the moms around, it really is interesting that Matt Duchesne said that this was his first, the first time his mom had seen him as far as a mom's trip. So you think how yeah. long he's been in the league, and that's just classy that the Stars and many other organizations are doing that now. Uh, I think it's awesome, and I think it's a great momentum push as well because, you know, the parents, like, you saw the dad's trip and the pumping of the fists and then the moms. I mean, it's just it's a really, really cool trend that's happening in the, uh, in the, uh, NHL, in the NHL, around the NHL. But... You know, a couple other tidbits to talk about. Ty Delandria with another goal is um, he played really well against Carolina. Sean led the team in shots, didn't get, you know, a goal, but that's okay. And, and then played really well again. I think that is a nice problem for Jim Neal to have because the issue is not forced to call up or stank over or a bork, right? I mean, you know, with the way Ty Delandria is playing right now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Ty has done exactly what his job is. And I think it's, he's probably, he's definitely sat more than I would like him to, but I think he is the type of player that quote unquote championship teams need because him, Sam Steele, very similar to type mold where you need guys like that. Ty De, when Ty Delandria players are your depth, that kind of utility do it all. That is the, that's that's the space where you know you're moving in the right direction and i i it's been good to see because i know he's i talked to him about two three weeks ago i talked to ty about this and he was really said all the right things and everything but we also we chatted a little bit about how his uh it is tough it is tough when he was going through the stretch of eight nine scratches in a row when you feel like you've been replaced and everything like that that's a time where as a player it can get really depressing. These are humans. Yeah. And the way he's kind of stuck with it and battled through um, the way he didn't sulk or 
demand a trade or, or like anything. Like even after last year, he had the disappointing end of last season where he went played all 82 regular season games and was a healthy scratch for most of the playoffs. Like I give Ty a ton of credit for kind of fighting through and, and, and keeping the right mentality through all this. And hockey is such a physical game. So many injuries happen. You need your lineup to go for 13, 14 deep. The other thing just about like, in the long-term build, having Delandria there and not forcing up Bork and Stankoven right now and everything like that is, and this is this is tongue-in-cheek, but it's funny. Like, I was texting with uh, our pal Stephen Meserve, my co-author, yep. last night, and Stephen said, uh, said, well, right now it's uh, you. Everyone needs to realize that right now it's it's a uh, Jim is not Jim. Jim is playing. Jim is right now going out of his way to make sure that uh, that Logan Stankoven has a chance to win both the 2024 AHL Rookie of the Year and the 2025 NHL Rookie of the Year by not calling him up this year. These are the bi- these are the big things that Stephen and I text about all the time. <laughs> so so the the uh, the fact of the matter is Jim is uh, Jim is playing chestnut checkers here with, uh, with 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 hardware for uh, for Logan Stankoven. If you want to look at that that way, <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. 